action. Peace and blessings, love and light. This is Kim Martin, a host of the How Now podcast, where we talk about how to live in the now. And I am a spiritual life coach, minister, author, and founder of Redefining You LLC, where we help to align our clients' mind, body, and spirit. It's season two of the How Now podcast, and we are delighted to be here to talk about different topics that affect us in how we're living in this now. And today I have a very special guest here. And as is customary with the How Now podcast, I'm going to ask her to introduce herself at this time. Oh, well, thank you so much. I'm just delighted to be here with you, Kim. I am Patricia Shaw. I am a, a certified professional life and relationship coach, uh, the founder of a nonprofit, Women of Excellence Outreach Services, and I have a for-profit, and it's called Woman Up yes. <laughs> Enterprises, and so uh, I am delighted to be here with you today. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us, Patricia. It is a pleasure to have you here. We had an opportunity to meet many years ago, you know, at a networking event. And, and so it is really nice to be able to reconnect with you again and to talk about our topic today. And this show is titled The Journey to Self-Actualization, where she talks about empowering women and, and the importance of that. So we'll start right there because we know that this has been a time of a pandemic. This has been a time of self-reflection. So when we talk about self-actualization, I think that that's been something that a lot of individuals have been going through, but specifically women as, as uh, you know, we navigate in this new space, in this new now. So talk a little bit about the uh, efforts that you're doing in self-actualization for women. Yes, certainly. Uh, my one of my main focuses when it comes to empowering women in their relationships is really uh, supporting them on their journey to discovering who they are. See, when we understand who we are as a woman, it really um, matters because that will empower us to really want to uh, sit down and what I call write a relationship vision because so many times women get into relationships not knowing what they want. And the reason we get into these relationships not knowing what we want is because we don't know who we are first off. So when we know who we are uh, to the core, then we can sit down and sometimes people think, well, I don't need a list. But see, not having a list allows you to attract what you don't want. Right. When you have a, a list of qualities you're looking for, now, a lot of women, oh, I want this good-looking man. He has to have six figures. They want something that they're not even uh, living themselves. Right. So the journey to self-actualization is more about who I am on the inside. It's not about your lips, your hips, or your fingertips. And that's what I see uh, of these gurus on uh, YouTube, a lot of men, <laughs> and right. one that to mind, he, he tries to tell women how it's the physical. And that is only what attracts a man to you. But it's really our inner being that 
really, uh, it, it's a lot. So uh, the self-actualization is really important and our relationships do matter. Yes, absolutely. I love that. Okay, now we know we got to go back to, I love that, that lips, hips, and fingertips. Did y'all catch that? <laughs> I love that. I love that because you're, you're absolutely right. What happens is we do tend to, you know, get caught up in the, in the physical appearances and not really being able to dig deep within. And, and then it, it, you know, it it makes us, you know, very, very vain. Yes. And you can imagine, I mean, I, I look at social media and I look at all of the, the, uh, you know, little clips that they have where they're talking about makeup and all these things and people are putting on full faces and then you don't even recognize them when they take their their uh their makeup off because it's like it, it becomes a mask and you're just like, wow, you know, you don't know what you're getting. And we've, we've made such, uh you know, uh, we've made it almost a joke. Like, wow, look at this person or look at this person. They can they can look horrible one minute and look like perfection the next. But, but it's not really touching on who they are as an individual. Because yeah. like you said, once you scratch past the surface, what are you actually getting? And, and just like you're saying, when you're in a relationship, it goes beyond the lips, hips, and the fingertips. It really does go in and deep and saying, okay, what's, what's behind all of that? When we peel back that, that layer, that onion layer, what, what are we seeing? What are we getting? So I love that you say make a list because it is important to talk about what it is that we want, what it is that, 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 uh, you know, what the expectation is, because you're right. If we don't know what we're looking for, we just going to take anything just, just to say we have something, you know? And and you know, uh, Dr. Kim, we have been as women, we've been groomed uh, on taking care of our, this shell, the outer, but it's, when I have peace in the inside, when all of the things that I desire in my spouse, then, so when my husband met me, I had my own car, I had my own apartment, had a job, all of these little things that matter. So I didn't just attract somebody who was not like me, he was a soul match. Do you see what I He matched my soul. Wow. So it's we have to get to the place that we are beyond this shell. That's right. And, and we look on the inside because the inside is what really matters. The inside is what uh, cultivates loving and lasting unions. That's right. Because like you said, once you look beyond that and, and, and you know, you go home and you take all those things off. You take the wigs off the fingertips and everything else like that. What do you have? What do you have? Do you like what you see beyond that? Do you, do you like, do you, do you have a relationship with that person? Can you talk to that person? And just like you said, it's about bringing something to the table. What are you bringing to the relationship? You know, it's like going to a picnic. Are you just bringing your appetite? Or, you know, or you just bring in <laughs> the soda and the napkins, but you're not bringing in the, the, the food, the things that are going to stick, the things that are going to nourish someone's soul and spirit. Are you just bringing the exterior things? You've got, like you said, you've got to come equipped. And the mm-hmm. only way that you can do that is if 
you know, you're coming with something. What are you bringing? What is it that you're contributing to the relationship? So I love that you say that as well. It's about having your yourself in order so that you can be, you know, in a position to be received by that other person. You know? Yes. So tell a little bit about, you know, it, it really is, you know, when, when people come to you and the conversations that you've had with other women, some of them are coming from a place of, of being broken. Yes. So, so what has that looked like, especially in this, in this time of pandemic? That's a great question. Um, many of the women that I work with are coming from toxic relationships. And what that is looking like in this pandemic that we are dealing with, um, they are really ready to figure out who am I? And on the journey to self-actualization, and I like to say discovery. So I'm discovering who I am without a man. And that's when they come to me. Many of my clients have been divorced a couple of times. Not the one divorce, but two. And so now, I want to realize or discover who I am without a man. So in this pandemic, uh, when a, a lot of women are finding themselves sunk with this extra downtime, now they want to discover who the woman in the mirror is that's looking back at them. So that's what I'm really uh, noticing that's going on a lot with the, the women that I'm working with. Yeah. Just like you said, it's, it, it is. I think that this time of pandemic has caused a lot of people to have to sit with themselves, yes. you know, because when we're busy and we're doing things, we can push different, you know, parts of our personality to the side, or we don't have to address certain things that are going on with us because we're busy being mom or we're busy, you know, being that worker bee or we're busy doing this and that because we're so defined by the roles that we play in other people's lives that that it pushes us having to look at ourselves. And I think that a lot of people during this pandemic have had to stop and look in the mirror and say, oh, wow, now, now I've got to look at me. Now I've got to address some things with me because I can't sugarcoat it. I can't cover it up. I can't go anywhere right now. So now I've got to sit with me. And now I'm like, uh-oh, do I, do I like what I see? A am I capable? Am I competent? I think a lot of people have been been tested in that as well. Yes. Am, I, am I capable of being in this relationship? If they're already in a relationship and now they're with their spouse full time, are they equipped to, to handle being in that relationship that they thought that they were in, but beyond the bedroom? You know, because half the people are working, 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 and then all of a sudden they get home and it's just, you know, good night, love you. And you're going to sleep, but you're not really having a time to sit with that person and and really get to become reacquainted with them. It's like it's like a stranger. That person is a roommate. Yes, <laughs> so, exactly. So I'm sure that's a lot. That that's something that you know it ha has been been huge or something that we've seen a lot of, where where people are kind of like, okay, yeah, now now I've got to figure out. It's me, and I've got to figure out. I can't go out and date right now. So what can I do to work on me? Yes, and, and Dr. Kim, that is um, exactly correct. Uh, what I'm seeing also is, uh, you mentioned it earlier, relate. 
So the root word of relationship, relate. So now he was working, you know, he, he leaving home, I was leaving home, and, and with the pandemic, we working from home. So I don't even understand how to relate to this person I'm married to. Right. And I've seen a lot of that too, where the communication is missing. Yeah, and that's a huge thing too. Where is our voice? And do we have a voice? Mm -hmm. And if we do have one, do we know how to articulate those things that we need? You know, it's it's been a season of having to make decisions that that we're not used to having, you know, not not used to having to make. That's correct. I'm sure that that that's something that's been a challenge. And then one of those big questions is, Am I in the right relationship? Am I where I'm supposed to be? Am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? And 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 just like you said, that's where the, the self-actualization comes in now because it's like, okay, now I've got to do an assessment of me. Yes. And then I and you always like what you see. <laughs> that's true. And you know, it's so difficult for us to really look at ourselves and see the things that we know within us need to be changed or corrected. Um, I had a client, she had never been married and uh, engaged. And so her husband or fiance, I'm working with them together. And then I decided, no, I need to just work with you for a moment before we join together, you know, in this premarital counseling, I need to work hard. And and her thing was, everything that went wrong, it was him. Mm. So when it comes to discovering the self-actualization, what's in you that's causing you to only see him? Because if I recall, there are always two people in every relationship. And when it boiled down, <laughs> she always, she, she finally realized because she had been single so long, she wanted everything her way because it was just her. Right. And so now she's inviting and see, that's what a lot of women don't understand. You're inviting. You extend the invitation to this man to come into your life. He's not forcing himself on you. You are extending an invitation. So since you invited him into your life, then how about really discovering what's causing all of this uproar in the relationship? And once she uh, looked at (laughs) some things that were just problematic in this uh, relationship, and remind you, they were getting married, not married yet. So I'm I'm helping her to understand if you don't nip this right now, it's going to explode. And you don't want an explosion in the marriage. And she was able to really uncover what was going on with her. And so she did identify, well, I've been single for so long that I really don't even know how to let somebody help me. Right, right. Mm -hmm. Now you said two key things there. 
Uh, one is invitation. I yes. love that you say that because we do. We allow or we give someone permission yes. to treat us the way that they treat us mm-hmm. in some regards. You know what I'm saying? Now, I mean, I know that there will be someone say, well, no, I didn't invite somebody to put the hands on me. or I didn't invite somebody to harm me any, in any way. And that's mm-hmm. absolutely right. But it's our posture and it's what we, it, it is how we, at, you know, in a relationship when we're going, when we're talking about marriage and we're talking about being in a relationship with someone. Yes, we are inviting that person into our space, inviting that person into our lives and, and, and trying to, you know, or there should be that decision of how are we going to cohabitate? How are we going to co-mingle? How are we going to, you know, uh, make decisions and all of those things need to be established. But I love that you say that it is an invitation. Okay. I hope people are writing that down. It's an invitation. You know, you extended that invitation to someone. They just don't come in and kick down the door at your house. You have to invite them in (laughs) your house, your body, your temple. This is you. And if you, and and, and like I said, you, you don't have anybody just coming and kicking you over, you know, it's who you invite in. You've given them the key to unlock who you are. And if you don't know who you are, you know, you're letting them come into that space and, and, and anything that they do in that space, they're going to feel comfortable doing it. You that's know, right. just like, it's just like you saying, we, you know, that's like me leaving the door open, letting somebody walk up in the house and they, when they put their feet up on my table or something like that, I'm looking like, what are you doing? Well, you told me I could come in and get comfortable. So I'm just getting comfortable in the way I know how to get comfortable. You see, so I love that you say that 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 it is it, you are extending the invitation to somebody to come in and 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 what does that look like for you? What does that look like? So that that's a that is a key and critical point in making sure that you know, like you said, people are coming in and 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 you're giving them that opportunity to do that. And so yes, then it's also a matter, like you said, of of making sure that that communication is there. You know, that that you you're knowing what it is that's, uh, you know, what's the deal breaker for you? What's something that that you're willing to to, to deal with and, and what you're not willing to deal with? And that whole issue of, OK, you can't see beyond the the log in your eye <laughs> or looking at the toothpick in somebody else's. So we all know that is biblical. And both of both you and I know that very well, you know, that that. We, we can't be in that space because then, then we're not in the space of being able to heal ourselves. So you make those, right. those are some critical points that you hit on there. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So the other thing that I wanted to ask is, you know, what are some thoughts about relationships as we're moving forward that people should be cognizant of those who are still looking to embark? those who are still looking. So I'm, I'm assuming that, you know, that self-actualization needs to happen first. That's something that needs to, to, to uh, unfold first. So what are some, some things that, uh, you know, or some tips that you can give people who are looking to start that journey or feel like they need to, you know, be out of the space that they're currently in? Yes, self-actualization is number one. The second thing I would say, um, we do need a list when you're out on the dating field. 
And the reason I'm so strong on having a relationship list is because it puts you in the driver's seat. So uh, when you're out on the dating field, if you are just dating without a purpose, first of all, so um, you're attracting someone to you, but yet, and, and this is something I hear from a lot of the ladies, uh, I keep attracting the same type of man, but he has a different face. And so, uh, and I share with them, the reason you keep attracting this same type of person is because once again, you haven't discovered what you want. So as women, we do have needs in a relationship. Myself personally, I need to be, to feel secure, not just to feel it, I need to be secure. <laughs> and, and not only be secure, I need to be able to trust you. Right. Not just uh, trust you for, I need to trust your leadership. I need to be able to trust that uh, this sexy woman at the office is not going to gain your attention. I need to be able to trust you with my heart, my emotions. So the self-actualization is, is number one. The second thing is what do you need in a relationship? If you need honesty, if you need him to have a job, if you need, so if you need him to have a job, then why are you settling for someone who doesn't have a job? If you need him to be truthful and honest, then why are you accepting someone who, and, and let me point this out, if you set a time for a date at 8 o'clock, he shows up at 8.30, that's disrespect. So you're disrespecting my time. I'm I'm sitting here, we agreed upon this time of 8 o'clock, but you settled, I mean, you rolled in at 8.30, and <laughs> that's disrespect. Yeah. So I accepted the first time I accepted. So, okay, how do I handle that? Um, I'm sorry. If, if, you know, a lot of times, they it can be an excuse. <laughs> so... And I, and I point that out because you said earlier about, um, I'm not, I'm not going to go there, but yes, <laughs> we as women really need to know what do I need out of a relationship? I don't just need sex. I don't just need love. I need honesty. I need security. I need safety. All of these things that I need, but is this person able that I invited, willingly invited into my life, is he able to give me what I need? And so we can, or we will continue to attract these same types of people until we really understand what we need. Get some standards and stand on them. That's it. I love it. I love it because you're absolutely right. Once you make that list, then it, 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 but then if you don't hold true to it, then again, you're inviting in the same people who are going to, like you said, disrespect, you know, what it is that that your standard is. If you do have a standard, don't be willing to to step aside or or tailor that standard just to, to say that you have somebody. Or just yeah. in a relationship, you know, yeah. I think that is key. You do have to tell them what it is that they need. 
Yes, and if I can dive in again, yeah. I had a client I was working with. And see, a lot of women who are 35 plus work with me. So this woman, she was like 47-ish, something like that. <laughs> okay, so she's dating this guy. He shows up three hours after the time they agreed to. Mm. So she begins telling me everything that took place on the date. And my question was to her is, what in you made it acceptable for him to show up three hours late, but yet you went out with him? So as a relationship coach, I don't give my clients advice. Instead, I ask them powerful questions that lead them to discovery. And because I didn't ask her why, I said, what made you? That allowed her to look inside, to see what really did cause me to accept him being three hours late. Right. Oh, my goodness. And, and yeah, <laughs> those are the kinds of empowering questions that we do need to ask because we don't want the person to feel as though they're being blamed or or to put the onus on that other person. Because like you said, you know, he had a reason for being three hours late. He didn't need to be three hours late. But yes, what, what made you allow him to, to do that or, you know, or, or, or for that to be all right, you yes. know? But yes, it, it was something in you because we are quick to turn around and say, well, yeah, he's the one that was late, but but you're the one that still went. That's right. It could have ended with you saying, hey, you know what? Let's reschedule it. Maybe exactly. let's do this another time, you know, because something came up, especially if that person didn't have an, an excuse or a reason why it was unapologetic. But just just to say, well, you know, he, he did show up. I guess I'm going to go. Yes. Right there is the beginning of the end because we've already let in <laughs> that it's okay for yeah. you to just come whenever you come because I'm so thirsty and so hungry that I'm just going to sit there and wait, you know, because I don't have any other options. We yes. limit ourselves. We limit ourselves by not realizing that that we're we're opening the door, you know, for people to treat us how you know how they treat us and then and then we're upset when they do that but yes. it's like but, but just like your powerful questions did why did we allow that to happen mm-hmm. what was it that made us say it was okay i love that I love that like i said i hope you guys are writing these things down you know what are you inviting in are you writing a list of the things that you need you know, yes. are you digging in deep and 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 looking at yourself and what you can bring to a relationship? These are powerful things. All right, Dr. Shaw, keep going. Keep going. <laughs> yeah, so it's first the self-actualization, discovering who I am, um, and then getting your uh, list of needs. And sometimes uh, people are made to feel like, oh, it's fantasy. It's not fantasy. We can imagine these great relationships. And when we imagine them, we have to believe that it's possible. And so it's elevating or shifting how we think about certain things. So if I think that all men, all good men 
are either married or dead. I hear that a lot. And I see it a lot on social media. Right. So that's a what I call a negative way of thinking. Right. All good men are not dead or they're not um, on the other side of the fence. They are not uh, married because I have a son and he's a good man <laughs> and he's single. So we have to shift how we think about relationships. Right. So I'm a good woman. I will attract a good man. I am a loving woman. I will attract a loving man. I am a responsible woman. I will attract a responsible man. So shifting how we think about relationships even empowers us even more. Right. Right. I love that too. It is. It is about a mindset. It is about mindset. And just like you said, you can set yourself up for failure by having thoughts, you know, having negative thoughts, whether it comes to anything, body image. Oh my goodness. You know, we have so many women who are thinking, oh, well, you know what? I'm just not good enough because I don't have the lips, hips, and the fingertips. I don't have those things. So, so that, and you know, I'm not qualified to be in the running. And it's yeah. just like, no, 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 it's not, it's not about that. You are going to attract, uh, you know, what, what you emit, you know, yeah. and if you are that, like you said, if you are that woman of integrity, then you are going to attract a man of integrity. And just like you said, you have to have the mindset to believe that what circles are you traveling in that are going to position you to meet those people. Exactly. You know? And Dr. Kim, I'm glad you used the word qualify because that's what I teach my clients, how to qualify themselves. Because see, we qualify ourselves. I don't need nobody's permission to tell me about myself. So I'm qualifying myself with what I say. I do not need a man to tell me I need to be a size eight to to be attracted to a six-figure man. That's a lie. Right. I qualify myself. That's right. That's right. And that is, and that's a, you know, that's a beautiful thing to keep in mind because we do, you know, you can't travel in certain circles and expect to meet people. You know, I can't expect to be out there on the street and, and meet somebody who's, uh, you know, has their own home. If I'm downtown uh, around the, uh, a bunch of people that are homeless. You know what I'm saying? I mean, and, and I just say that to say we have to, you know, not put ourselves in a box. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, and just say, well, the only person I'm going to be able to get is this person because I'm never going to be in, in the realm of, of being around people that are going to, you know, do things. If, if, if you're a person who has a servant heart and you're at home all the time and you're never out in the area where other servant hearts are serving, you know, you're not going in and, and, and trying to do other things that are going to put you in circles where people who have common interests are, then, then you're setting yourself up for, for, uh, you know, an inability to, to meet other people who are going to, you know, who are going to be on that same vibe that you are on. So I think yeah, that's yeah. a key point too, just making sure that, that we're, we're actually going and, and, and seeking to do the things that we enjoy doing and just letting the relationships come to us instead of looking so hard for them. Yes. Yes. Relaxing. <laughs> <laughs> Cause that's what we do. Some of us are on a hunt 
you know, or we feel pressured to, 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 you know, have to be in a relationship, whether it's from friends or whether it's from family members, you know, people who just say, oh, well, girl, you're how old? You don't, you don't have a man? You don't have a di-. How about I have me? How about I have yeah. me first? You know, and, and I think that that's key too. It's, it's who we surround ourselves with too and how they are, how, how they are in, inspiring and, and encouraging us to just really manifest who we are first yes. and then know that those things will come, all, all those other things will follow. So I think that that's something that's important for us to remember, you know? Yeah. So what else do you do in your, in your courses, in your invitations and in your self-actualizations and, and in the shifting the mindset and, and remembering the quality of ourselves? What are some of the things where you see that turning point for your clients, where you see that, that the work is actually starting to come to fruition? What, what happens? I really... Um, usually about, I have a 12 week program, uh, one of most of them are 12 weeks. And normally about the third week, there's a great shift in the clients. Um, they begin really, once they start creating this list, they begin seeing what they accepted. I had one client, um, she, she told me she used to attract narcissist men. Mm. now she's in this great relationship with this man and it's unlike any other relationship she's ever been in because she created the list she believed it was possible she had a mind shifting and so with when we went through we worked through all of these uh strategies that i give the client but they are the ones doing the work. And so around week three, the first transformation takes place. And it's, it's really because they created this list. They saw what they were accepting. And now that they've discovered, you know, I'm not 25 anymore. Right. So because I'm not 25, I really do bring a lot to the table. It goes back to, qualifying themselves. So all of those things allow the client to attract their soul's match. And I've gotten to the place where I don't say soulmate anymore. I say soul match because that's what we want. We want someone that matches us in different ways. Right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's, that's a powerful question. It is. Just like you said, it's about, it's about the process. It's mm-hmm. about being able to get to that, that space and then to say, okay, well, yeah, I know I need to do things differently. And then, and then what that looks like. And then, you know, still moving beyond that. Now I'm in the relationship. And we can shift a little bit into those who are married, those who are in that relationship and still have to do some of that work of self-actualization because, you know, I, I'm sure that that's something that still transitions into the life of those who are married. Now, for a married person, does it look a little different because they're already in a relationship and, and there may be a shift in there and who they are that that. Mm-hmm you know, we'll, we'll kind of hit on that compatibility. What happens there? 
Yes, it is. There is. Uh, it, it looks a little different when they're already married. But something I tell both my single clients and the ladies who are already married is when you become a different kind of woman, you attract a different type of man. So whether you're single or married, you can still become a different kind of woman. And so that's how it shows up differently, whether you're on the dating scene or you're already married. It's you and what you are uh, working on improving. It's not all about getting rid of, but it's improving yeah. on some things. Yes. And I love that you say that because it is what we're doing is we're not creating incompatibility. We're creating the the best version of ourselves. Yes. And I think that that's what that's what's important, of course, in self-actualization, too. I'm yes. working on creating the best version of me. And so as I'm doing that, hopefully the person that I'm attracting or the person that I'm in love with or the person that I'm in a relationship with already acknowledges that and sees that I'm working on being a better me and will embrace it rather than reject it, you know, because then, then, you know, I think in in our self-actualization, we're also giving that person a a space to kind Mm -hmm. of make some adjustments too, because we've made adjustments and I don't think it's, it's, uh, you know, I don't want to say it's fair, but we don't want to say it's it's reasonable to say, oh, well, you know, I'm going to make all of these changes and, and, you know, you just stay where you're at or, or I'm not going to give you an opportunity to make some changes as well. Because as I shift, if we're in a loving relationship, then mm-hmm. I'm going to accept the shift that you're making as well. So That's true. That is yeah. so true. And a lot of times when it comes to women, when we are rede- rediscovering and redefining who we are, then, especially in marriage, our husbands, they do the same thing. And uh, we may not see it, it may not be so uh, in our face, like our own rediscovery or redefining is, but they are also working on themselves, improving as we improve. Because the, the man who truly loves you, honey, he don't want to be left behind. <laughs> he want to be right there with you. That's it. That's right. And I love that. And I know that you have a powerful relationship with your husband. How many years have you been together? 32 years 32 of marriage. Years yes. Of marriage. So uh listeners, she she is coming from a space of knowledge, coming from a space of experience and in relationships. And and being able to do that, and in your in your own, if you don't mind me uh, asking, you know, what did that look like for you all? How did you how you know? Because that's a long time to be together, and and I'm sure that you had to make some shifts personally for yourself. And what did it look like for you? Definitely, uh, my book Soul Ties Unchained My Heart. I share that story how. I was in a toxic dating relationship before I met my husband. And the thing about that relationship is when I walked out of it, um, I had low self-esteem. It had damaged me so till I didn't even recognize my own self. And not physically, but uh, within. 
That's why I talk about the self-actualization, the self-discovery. And so um, it took, it was a period of two years of me really looking at myself and redefining what I didn't want in a relationship, what I did want, what I wouldn't tolerate with, um, looking at things like that. And so when my husband showed up, he was much different than this person I had been dating. And in the course of our marriage, um, you go through periods where you're redefining because when our children went to college, the last one in 2010, I went back to college myself in 2010. That was a period of redefining and rediscovering who I was no longer as the mother of you know, little children, but now my children are gone. They're young adults. They're out discovering themselves. So it's time for me to rediscover, redefine who I want to show up as at this point, as you say, now, right now. And so going back to school, I learned, um, I no longer wanted to do what I have been doing for 20 some years and that was working in the insurance industry. So now after going to school, getting an education in um, human life services, I wanted to really help women. And so, once I discovered my love and my passion for what I wanted to do, everything else began to fall in place. And so my husband, he did not reject what you said. He didn't reject this uh, rediscovering and redefining. He accepted it. And so um, having space to grow is a powerful thing in a marriage. He gives me space to become the best version of myself because that allows me to be the best for him. And that's what teamwork is all about. We are rediscovering and redefining. Okay, so right now, what do we need in this marriage right now? The pandemic has showed so many people, you know what? I don't need to like you. That's what they recognize in, right. in this pandemic. I don't like you. I don't know you. But see, because I was able to redefine and rediscover who I was well before the pandemic came along, so we've been able to grow together. Right. Grow together. Right. And, and that's the difference um, in, in my own marriage. So what I'm sharing with the ladies I work with, I know it works because it worked for me. Yes, yes. And I love that. And, and just like you said, uh, you know, people are, you know, when, when, when they get back, you know, when the pandemic hit and people were together and, and saying, just like you said there, I don't even like you because I think that people were changing or were going through their own change. Let me, let me back up a little bit because when we talk about relationships, when you first get married and, and you don't have children, there, there's a different dynamic that's going on with you. You know, you're focusing on work, you're vacationing together, you're doing things. And then sometimes when the children come along, 
that changes the dynamic. You're in mommy mode. He's in daddy mode. You're trying to make sure that you're providing for your children and for your family. You're doing all of those things. And, and so, and, and then, you know, your roles change. You're no longer this single woman. Now you're this mom. And there are a whole set of responsibilities that come with that. And they're lifelong. And, and, you know, for, for some women, you know, they can't go beyond their children. Everything, their whole life becomes their children. And just like you said, there becomes that time where the children move on and they're young adults. And then parents, some, there are some women who just continue to hang on and live vicariously through their children instead mm-hmm. of saying, okay, now it's time for me to move into this next chapter. And I don't know what to do with myself because, because I've always done everything for my kids for 18, 20 plus years. And now you're asking me to do something different. And so, you know, you've evolved, you've become this mom and, and done all these things. And then when you come back and you look at your husband, you're like, okay, so what am I supposed to do with him? <laughs> he, he's not a child. Well, he's not a child. And so he's an adult. And, and then we, we lose sight of, okay, well, so what am I supposed to do now? And then you're looking at him and he's saying, well, you know, well, what are you going to do to help me? How are you going to support me? And and I think that's where the 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 you know things start to break down a little bit because it's like okay I had this role for this length of time and now I don't have that role anymore I I don't know how to function in this new space and so I, I really think that that self actualization I mean actualization is critical because at different stages in our lives we have to be able to articulate what it is that we want in this stage. If we're getting to a space where, where, you know, we're changing and things are different, we need to articulate that to our significant other too and say, okay, you know, things are different now. And, and, and I'm, I'm having, I'm struggling through this. I need your support. I need your, your encouragement. I need your inspiration while I'm in this space because I don't know what's going on. And I think sometimes we're scared to do that. We think that we're going to damage the relationship if we tell them that we're struggling. Yes. True. Do we see that happening sometimes? Do we see where where it's it's that lack of communication that that puts us in that space of uncertainty? Yes, definitely. And that's why and I'm going back to it. We always have to know what do I need at this time in the relationship? What do I need? Because our needs change as we change. Yes, yes. And, and like I said, these are these are key and critical things. Like you said, as we're moving forward, if we cannot get to that space of, of, of knowing who we are and knowing what we want and finding our voice, and that's something that is so key, especially for our young ladies coming up. Five young girls coming up, you know, uh, as, as, a, as an educator myself, uh, you know, the one thing that, that I'm always trying to be cognizant of is to not take the voice away from our children. You yes. know, as, as an educator, you know, we tell them, you know, stop, don't hit her, don't do this, don't do that. Instead of empowering that child and say, okay, you go, go and tell little Joey that you don't like hitting you or that, that it hurt me when you hit me. That we start giving our young ladies and our young men at, at this point to the, the empowerment to say, you know, tell people what it is that you don't like. I don't exactly. like you just, you took this from me and it hurt my feelings that you did this. 
you know, because if we don't start teaching our young girls this at an early age, then they begin to sit back and wait for somebody to speak for them. And, and I think that 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 whole idea of self-actualization can start with our younger ladies as well, because we're grooming them for the relationships that they'll have in the future. So all of these things that you've talked about, the 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 uh, self-actualization, no, I'm struggling with that word today. <laughs> and, and like you said, the list talking about what you need, the shift in mindset, being able to know that we're qualifying ourselves. These are all key things that are going to help us to be able to move forward in this space, in this now. So I thank you for bringing this information to us and for, for, you know, taking time to break down those things that are, are, uh, you know, necessary for us to be the best versions of ourselves. And, And we should always be striving to do that. So as we start wrapping things up, I always ask all of my guests, you know, what it is that you're doing in this now? What are you doing to navigate in this space that's helping you to be able to navigate in, in the things that are going on with you right now? Um, what am I doing? I am actually um, forcing myself to get more visible when it comes to video. Yes. Um, I do a lot of speaking. I'm not afraid to speak uh, in right. front of a crowd it's just I was um the voice I know that I have something to share and so I love sharing it in front of a live audience yes and now I'm getting myself to where I can share what I have just like I'm talking to this live audience that's what helping me in the now. <laughs> yes. And I mean, speak as a speaker myself, as a coach myself, definitely, definitely, because we're so used to getting our energy and our vibe from the people that we're talking to. And to me, talking in front of a video feels like talking to an inanimate object. I'm like, I'm just talking to this computer. This computer is not giving me any energy back. It's not giving me any vibe back. So yeah, I struggled with that. In the beginning, I remember when I had to do my first, uh, uh, I had to do a conference call. It was a conference call. So I'm just talking in the phone in my kitchen. And I'm like, oh, no, this is not working. I can't see anybody. (laughs) It was hard. It was hard. So just like you said, it's a time. It's a time to hone in on those things that that you're struggling with and, and, and being able to be your biggest cheerleader and, and, and not saying that you have to wait for someone else to do it, but to say, okay, this is something, you know, I have, like you said, I have something that I need to share and I have to be willing to share it on different platforms. I love that, that that's what you're doing in this. Now you're looking at ways to continue to, to be the best version of yourself. So that's amazing. I love that. I love that. So now that they know who you are and some of the things that, that you're doing in this now, what is a way that they can get in contact with you if they're interested in learning more about self-actualization? Yes. Yes. Um, they can reach me every January. I do a program. It's SOAR, S-O-A-R. Mm-hmm. Start over again ready. This time, when you start over, you're going to be ready. And so 
Um, they can connect with me on my Instagram page. I'm the Soul, Soul Ties Coach. Um, and I really talk mainly about relationships on Instagram, on LinkedIn, I'm Dr. Patricia Shaw. And I'm really just motivating um, on really uh, the SOAR, SOAR program, starting over again, ready. And then on Facebook, um, is Patricia Empowers. And then my website is Patricia Empowers. And if you see this, um, this is a, a virtual course that I've created. Mm -hmm. And because I understand a lot of people can't afford to work with me one-to-one. -one, and so I wanted to be able to support as many women that I could possibly support through this course. Um, and it's awesome, uh, and I, it's proven too. It's effective and it's powerful. <laughs> so awesome. They can reach me through those avenues. Very good. And we'll definitely have that in the description of the show when the show airs. So again, like she said, she has a program that's starting next month called SOAR. Start over again, ready. I love it. I love it. And then you can reach her on Instagram at Soul Ties Coach on LinkedIn at Dr. Patricia Shaw, on Facebook at Patricia Empowers, and the website is www.patriciaempowers.com? Yes. Very good. Very good. And so, like I said, those will be in the description, and you'll be able to connect with uh, Dr. Shaw, and she will help you to get where you need to go. So again, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for, for giving us those powerful tips and steps so that we can start heading into this new year, right? I love that. We can soar into it, start over again, ready. And we can do that right now. Today, we don't have to wait. And, and like I said, I just appreciate that. And, you know, please, you're always welcome to come back as you have new programs rolling out and we'll be happy to have you. So I wish you the best in all that you do in the future and look forward to seeing you continue to soar and shine in 2022. So thank, again, you, Dr. thank you so much. Any parting words that you'd like to leave our listeners with before we go? Yes, my parting words are, you are already great. You don't need permission. You're already great. You are already great. You heard it from Dr. Shaw right here on the How Now podcast. And that will do it for this edition of the How Now podcast, where we talk about how to live in the now. And until we see you the next time, I say peace.